Uh, we can hear, however, from Peter Ryan. Good morning to you, Peter. Good morning, Chris. <laughs> uh, nice great. and clear this morning. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. We do have problems from time to time, don't we? Look, um, interest rate rises. I know we've talked about them a lot. We're talking about them again. Um, and we're also talking about this review underway into the Reserve Bank that actually sets the interest rates. So what's going on? You're the senior business correspondent. Uh, what's happening, Peter? Yeah, well, uh, Chris, uh, this review into the Reserve Bank was one of the first things that Treasurer Jim Chalmers commissioned after uh, Labor won government back in May. Um, that review is about halfway through and it reports back to Mr Chalmers in March. Uh, to date, the panel has received over 114 submissions, conducted about a dozen focus groups, interviewed 230 people and surveyed almost 1,100 current and former RBA staff. So, pretty exhaustive just in the first few months. Now, the panel of economists undertaking the review spoke at an event hosted yesterday by the economic think tank CEDA. They're looking at the suitability of the 2 to 3% inflation target that you hear me talking about all the time um, and whether or not that looks like uh, remaining. It probably will remain. But the panel's also raised concerns about the Reserve Bank's communication, including that comment from the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe around about this time last year that interest rates would probably stay on hold until 2024. That, of course, changed when inflation started rising and central banks around the world were forced to start raising rates. But while that wasn't a guarantee from Philip Lowe, the, the RBA's acknowledged that some Australians saw it as a promise and now a broken promise. So the Reserve Bank's now being more careful about its forward guidance. One thing mentioned yesterday by the panel is just how rate rises or rate cuts are reached. At the moment, um, that's done by the Reserve Bank board, business people and economists led by Philip low, but it's seen as a top-down hierarchy. The panel is canvassing whether it might be a good idea to have a separate board to set monetary policy or interest rates. That's something that goes on at the Bank of England and the Bank of Canada, where the board only looks at monetary policy and nothing else. Sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? So halfway through the review, uh, that looks like a live option and a, a key part of what could be a bit of a shake-up at the Reserve Bank next year. Yeah, shake-up. I mean, Philip Lowe, he's copped a lot of criticism over the past uh, year, as you've sort of indicated okay, for various yeah. uh, reasons. Um, do you think he'll survive? Well, uh, Philip Lowe certainly has been uh, controversial. And um, as the independent uh, governor of the Independent Reserve Bank, he calls it as he sees it, as we saw the other day with his comments about um, uh, the need to temper wages growth. Um, but he's also conceded recently that the confusion over his 2024 low rates comment uh, damaged the reputation of the Reserve Bank. But he says at the time, at the height of the pandemic, he was doing whatever he could till instill confidence uh, in the in Australia's economy. Now, Mr Lowe is up for a second term as RBA governor and the recommendations of the RBA review could play a role in uh, whether or not he gets a, a second term in the gig, um, which pays about a million dollars a year, and whether he makes it through any shake-up will be a decision for the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, who's already said that he would like to see more diversity on the Reserve Bank board, including um, uh, comments that he'd like to see the potential for maybe even a union representative to make it back onto the RBA board. Right, OK, Peter. Um, 
You will not have missed the story about the former treasurer, Josh Frydenberg. You would have spoken a lot about him, of course, while he was treasurer. He appointed Philip Lowe as the RBA governor. And he, as we've been talking about this morning, has been talking about Scott Morrison for the first time, appointing himself to multiple ministries. I just wondered what you made of all that. Well, that's right. I mean, Josh Frydenberg appointed Philip Lowe, who had been deputy governor of the Reserve Bank before, and actually Philip Lowe is a Reserve Bank lifer. But um, we've just been talking about uh, governance, communication and transparency at the Reserve Bank, but it seems that even bigger issues at the top um, of the former government uh, led by Scott Morrison and uh, top ministers and supporters like Josh Frydenberg clearly taken by surprise by those multiple ministries, and we'll be hearing a bit more about that later on today. Mr Frydenberg was known to be fiercely loyal to Scott Morrison and known to have uh, rebuffed suggestions late last year that he should have perhaps challenged Mr Morrison for the top job as Prime Minister in a bid to perhaps save the furniture at the federal election given that there were signs that it was going to be a a close affair. Uh, Mr Frydenberg joined the global investment bank Goldman Sachs shortly after losing the election and of course his seat of Kuga in Melbourne. He's kept a little a bit of a low profile until now, but it's pretty clear that um, behind the scenes he's been absolutely seething about being kept in the dark by Scott Morrison. So you'd imagine more to come on this from Josh Frydenberg and also other uh, cabinet ministers who would have been upset about finding out uh, from an Anthony Albanese press conference that Scott Morrison was pretty much running the place. <laughs> yes, you do feel that there will be more to come, as you say. All right, Peter, thank you very much indeed. Okay, Chris. Peter Ryan, our senior business correspondent. You're with us here on ABC News Radio. Sport coming up in just a moment.